Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO on the Go. I hope you had a chance to listen to the last episode. In case you missed it, it was about getting out of a slump. And today I'm going to be talking about a topic that requires a little more energy. So hopefully, hopefully you've you've been able to get out of your slump and you're ready to hit the ground running and achieve great things. We're still early in the year, so I'm wondering, you know, how you would rate your short-term progress so far in moving towards your goals, both your business goals and your personal goals. Are you making the progress that you want? Recently, I led a goal-setting workshop for a wonderful group of people who had the chance to share their goals with each other. And I encourage them to do that even beyond the workshop because research shows that you're much more likely to achieve your goals when you state your commitment to someone else. Um, Some research shows that as much as 65% more likely to happen. I've learned the importance of doing that in my own life. The more I talk to people about what I say I will do or what I'm committed to, the harder it is to back out of it. And most of the leaders I work with have business goals, but they may not be talking about them enough with their teams or viewing them as frequently or as consistently as they need to. Or they may have a goal review process, but it's really not as effective as it should be. Um, so even if they have a process, it's not not serving the purpose. I just force myself to sit down for about an hour to review my progress and get more clarity about my 90-day goals. I kept thinking during that time, there's so much other stuff that I need to be doing, but I also know that that kind of discipline will pay off. So I'm just stressing the importance of reviewing your goals and progress more frequently, especially with the pace of change. You know, the world of work is so different compared to the past. And so how you lead needs to change. You've got to seriously challenge the status quo and be willing to do things differently. So as a leader, just building in short segments of time with your team or with yourself on a regular basis can help you stay on track and build momentum toward what's most important. Otherwise, you run the risk of falling into old patterns or just doing things by default, um, just saying you're too busy to focus on that. Um, sometimes you, you might assume that people are clear about new expectations and what they should be doing differently, but you're not really checking in to validate that. So that follow-up, that consistency is really important. So it helps boost momentum for change by doing more check-ins earlier in the year, kind of front-loading the process. You might be able to taper off a bit as the year goes on, as people get used to the, the quote, new normal. And a lot of that is human nature. We're creatures of habit. In the goal-setting workshop, I, I spoke about going through your life or work on autopilot, where you kind of run the risk of staying in the same loop and maintaining the status quo. And it's it's usually not intentional. And, and in fact, I often share the story when I was kind of at a pivotal moment in my own life when I lived in Atlanta, feeling like I was literally stuck in a loop. I, I was on my way to the airport one morning, something I had done a lot very early in my career. I did a lot of traveling. I'd become a frequent flyer, million miler before I turned 30. So I knew the path to the airport well. The car could practically go there on autopilot. But that morning, I missed the exit and ended up missing my flight and driving around the perimeter of Atlanta for a long time, going in circles before I finally kind of came out of my fog and realized I'd missed my flight 
And then the other bigger epiphany from that moment was that I realized I didn't have to do that anymore, that I needed to take a different exit and put myself on a new path. Sometimes it just feels safer in your comfort zone to be doing what you've always done, even if it's wearing you out or it doesn't make sense anymore. So in a business context, it can be challenging to get your entire team kind of doing things differently, right? Getting them to take an exit and put them on a different path towards something that you want to achieve. When you decide to challenge the status quo like that, you're really taking a stand for those people that you lead and those people that you serve. You're making a commitment to do things differently to be more disruptive and less disrupted. And, you know, you're also issuing an invitation for other people who share the same mission to see new possibilities, to let go of what's not working anymore and create or pioneer new ideas, new processes or commitments to prepare your organization for the future, which is now. So you've heard the idea that, you know, what gets you here won't get you there. It's up to you as a leader to disrupt the status quo. And some may say even demand change. I would argue it's up to you to inspire change. And and some people will be more willing to move than others. So I just wanted to share a few concrete examples of ideas you might consider to help you and your team break out of these patterns that aren't serving you anymore, that can help put you on a better path to success and a, a much faster path. I've talked about some of these concepts in other episodes, but wanted to bring them up again here in this context to understand how these ideas can actually help you, you know, stop those patterns that don't serve you so you can step into and thrive in the new world of work faster. So the first one is is rethinking your visioning and strategic planning process. You know, I often talk about traditional approaches that don't work where you, you might have organizations that are still kind of throwing up a SWOT analysis uh, that stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, where they're doing this exercise with a limited group of leaders. But I often recommend engaging a much broader range of stakeholders in your visioning process. And the processes that I introduce are, are very different. But one key is involving a, a larger group of stakeholders. The more people who are involved in that conversation talking about where your organization needs to go and having input on those goals, the more likely they are to help jumpstart the process. It can really be engaging and energizing and motivating. And and that also helps employee retention, by the way, which is a huge issue for so many organizations right now. So just rethinking your visioning process to see how it can be more inclusive is is one smart thing to, to be thinking about. Number two is assessing any task forces that you have. You know, it's it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction for organizations to say, well, let's just assign a task force to this issue and so they can figure it out and take some action around it. But instead, I really like the idea of holding what I call momentum meetings, where there's so much emphasis on taking action. When you think about momentum and movement, um, as opposed to traditional task forces, where you can get bogged down in a lot of conversations that end up taking a lot of time, um, the emphasis with momentum meetings is that you take imperfect action, uh, low-risk action, so that you do feel like you have a sense of, of making progress. And, you know, it's worth noting here that another reason people may not take fast action is that they're not in a culture that encourages or rewards that. So they can come up with these ideas, but then they stagnate because they're afraid of the consequences. And so as a leader, one of the best things you can do right now is to promote taking those small steps, whatever they are. Otherwise, you can keep thinking, debating, perfecting, whatever it is that you want to call it, but you'll continue to be stuck in the same loop. 
Um, what's I think distinctive about momentum meetings compared to traditional task forces is that they may not even involve the same people each time. You might invite new people to join a session uh, to include their input and ideas. And, and this can be a fluid group where you can clarify ideas as you go and, and continue to identify those small actions that you can take. Some of the momentum meetings are, are focused on specific business issues. Another variation of that might be momentum meetings that focus on team effectiveness. One group I'm working with spent some time just uh, looking at ways that they can improve their own internal effectiveness as a team. And then they spent uh, another meeting focusing on how they can be most effective serving their clients or patients or customers. The whole idea is to pick a topic to explore so you can leave with ideas and commitments to actions on how to make things better in that specific area. So I want to emphasize these kinds of meetings don't need to be lengthy or complicated. I think a good number is typically like six to 10 people. Sometimes you might use an external facilitator. Sometimes you might want to have someone internal who takes the lead, or you can even rotate that role. It's a great way to see true leaders that emerge through this process who, who want to step up in that way. So, and just one other side note, and I often say this, you know, change can be such a trigger word for a lot of people. When you say we've got to, to challenge the status quo, we've got to change things. Many people don't like the idea of change. So I suggest you downplay the word change that can imply kind of an abrupt departure from what you're used to doing. And instead, you might emphasize that we're just moving toward a bigger vision, a new vision, or we're exploring how we can be most effective given the opportunities that we're um, given opportunities that are opening up for us or challenges that we're facing now. We're committing to taking small actions that make sense for us right now. Help your team become more comfortable with taking imperfect action, moving forward, even in the face of ambiguity, and uh, knowing that clarity comes through that action taking. I picked up a phrase I really like from a training program that I've been in where we've been encouraged to iterate our way to awesome. I really like that idea. So I share that idea with clients and now with you to help you find ways to reinforce the idea that you can take action and adjust as you go. Your team just needs permission to do that. They need to know that it's safe to do that and maybe even be an expectation to do that. Gone are the days where you can just sit down and belabor ideas and discuss the same issue for months and months. You're missing opportunities that are emerging in the new world of work, and you may even be um, held back because of that. So a quick recap of key points for today, uh, just to help you challenge the status quo. One, rethink your vision or strategic planning process to make it more inclusive, engaging a broad range of stakeholders. You'll create a bigger jolt of energy and commitment to your goals that way, for sure. Um, Two, consider piloting some form of momentum meetings um, to accelerate your progress. These little mini momentum meetings can be motivational. That's a mouthful. Um, And then finally, track, acknowledge, and celebrate your progress frequently. So, you know, not just every month, but maybe, you know, every couple of weeks, check in informally and make sure that you're on the right track. And look at the gain instead of the gap, how far you've come instead of how far away you may sense that you are from the goal. You know, sometimes when you do these visioning sessions, employees can feel like there's just so much work to be done. We'll never achieve that vision. But the more you can show them, look how far we've come in just a few months, it can really give them kind of the, the, the satisfaction that they need to have or a sense of accomplishment that they need to have. So help your team see that. I hope that you continue to gain momentum toward the goals that are most important to you. I believe challenging the status quo right now is one of the most urgent leadership imperatives 
that you have right now. So do what you need to do. Get yourself or your team out of your familiar loop where you might be stuck or on the path to status quo. Instead, keep taking one small step at a time to make the big impact that you can make. As always, reach out if I can be of help and keep doing the work that matters to you. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.